Welcome to the Next Level Brands Podcast, where we share stories about the food and CPG world with experts in the trenches about how to build a successful brand today. Now, your host, G. Stephen Clear. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us today at the Next Level Brands Podcast. Our podcast today is brought to you by Next Level Brands CPG Community, a merger of the experience of Next Level Marketing and the educational resources of Kitchen to Shelf. Next Level Brands community brings together CPG entrepreneurs at all stages of growth, providing knowledge, training, courses, and networking, not only with fellow entrepreneurs, but also key partners in the industry, including packaging, finance, and e-commerce. More details are available at nextlevelbrands.com. That's next with two X's, nextlevelbrands.com, what you need to know to grow. Hi, I'm Steve Clear. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show today, Luke Schneider and Jason Patton of Fire Department Coffee. Inspired by the vital role that coffee plays in helping firefighters stay alert and energized through long shifts, Fire Department Coffee was founded in 2016. Luke, the founder and CEO, is a full-time firefighter paramedic and a U.S. Navy veteran. He teamed up with Jason Patton, VP uh, for Fire Department Coffee, who also happens to be a firefighter paramedic. Fire Department Coffee is veteran-owned and certified by the National Veteran-Owned Businesses Association. Fire Department Coffee also supports heroes in need through the Fire Department Coffee Foundation. 10% of net proceeds are donated to help provide essential resources and assistance to first responders who have been injured on the job, mentally or physically, who are facing other serious health challenges. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Uh, Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for having us, Steve. So so first of all, I just want to say thanks. Uh, You know, thanks, first of all, for your service. Thanks for the foundation. And, you know, and thanks for doing something that brings attention to that, because that's what you're doing besides probably selling great coffee. So, you know. Thank you. Um, I'm going to because because it's uh, uh, because you guys aren't physically together. Right. OK. So yeah. you, you're a little like ping pong. We're going to figure this out. There are some things that I'm sure you guys answer separately, whatever. But let's go back to how did you get to know each other and how the idea for Fire Department Coffee come up? Uh, absolutely. Uh, so. <clears throat> I, uh, Jason Patton, just in case anyone's wondering whose voice is whose, but um, so so, uh, 2016 Fire Department Coffee is founded. Luke Schneider, uh, you know, Luke uh, is actually, uh, you know, Navy veteran. He realizes, you know, look, look, you know, I'm in the Navy. There's, uh, I need caffeine to keep functioning. And he gets out, gets to be a firefighter. And there's a lot of similarities there. So he and I actually come together because uh, I created something called Fire Department chronicles make entertaining videos for people for uh, firefighters ems medical professionals online i put a video out saying that uh, we're about to get hit by a hurricane and the only thing that was going to stop us from killing each other because they're going to be 30 of us in one station together was uh another coffee brand actually at the time so i put that out somebody tags luke luke contacts me he's like hey let's uh we should uh, maybe do some stuff together. And uh, this is the only reason that I can say that I knew that fire department coffee, 100% unbiased was, was good or is good coffee. Uh, I said, send me a five pound bag of coffee or send me some coffee and I'll try it out. And I tried it and it was incredible. The stronger I made it, the better it tasted our original roast, um, our medium roast. And um, it's just been a, a lovely friendship since then. <laughs> All right, Luke. So your side of the story, how did this get started? Yeah, so we launched, as you said, in 2016, and when uh, we were founded, we wanted to not only create the best coffee, but we wanted to do something that gave back and spoke to our firefighter roots. So our tagline is run by firefighters because that truly is who we are and what we do, and uh, we wanted to 
do something that supported our fellow brothers and sisters. So that's why 10% of our net proceeds goes back to sick and injured firefighters and first responders. And it's been an incredible journey um, to get to know people like Jason and, and uh, start building our team together. Uh, there's uh, a lot of our team members that are firefighters or first responders, and it's just been incredible to, uh, to be a part of it. So I, I get the coffee, right? Because that's, yeah, it's, it's such an integral part, whatever did, did your guys, let's call it the flexible scheduling, right? Mm-hmm. That you had, did that help you or hinder you in trying to launch a, a, you know, a side hustle? I think it's, you know, it, it helps because we do have some time off, thankfully. Um, but, you know, a lot of people, when they picture firefighters, they're like, oh, you are 24, 24 hours off, 48 hours off. You know, that's got to be incredible. The reality is, I, especially where Luke and I are located in our fire departments, um, you're not sleeping at night. You know, you're, you're, you're up all night running calls. So when you get off that sec- that first day off isn't exactly the, you know, the best day. But it did help. It, it was good to at least allow us to have the opportunity to do that. But there is some hindrance when uh you know when you start to grow when you start to get customers calling when you need to be able to handle things when emergencies happen at you know at our roastery or at our fulfillment center and you can't get there to do it because you're on ship so it it definitely uh it definitely is you know uh, goes both ways so luke roasting how'd you get into roasting so i i started drinking coffee uh, and fell in love with coffee because of the need for caffeine as a navy veteran and then a firefighter uh, anyone in the military usually drinks a lot of coffee, same as a firefighter or first responder. We drink lots of coffee because we're working long hours, long shifts, and we need it to stay alert. Uh, my wife was actually the one who got me into the craft. And uh, when we were dating, she was a barista. And so I fell in love ah. with her as I fell in love with the craft for coffee. And then we started roasting coffee together. And that's where the craft aspect started. And and developed from there. And uh, when we uh, when we started roasting, I wanted to do something that that gave back and spoke to our, 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 our myself being a firefighter at the time. I say us because now it's a it's a team of firefighters that are behind the brand. Uh, but I wanted to do something that spoke to the firefighter roots and gave back. So we did a fire department blend. And out of everything we did, that's what really resonated and just exploded. So uh, that's when in 2016, we launched Fire Department Coffee. And it's been an incredible journey uh, since then. We started in an 800 square foot strip mall roasting on a five kilo roaster. And we got to the point where we were roasting 24 seven, three months straight on this five kilo roaster. We we were running shifts. We had, uh, you know, Jason came down. I'm pretty sure Jason did some shifts roasted too. And he, he looked and uh, my brother was there helping us out at the time. And he was, he was in a sleeping bag next to some boxes. And he's like, what is going on here? But uh, we got through it. We got through it. Now we have a roasting facility. We have a uh, shipping facility. We can roast up to 6 million pounds of coffee a year. And we can ship up to 20,000 orders per day now. So, okay. So I, I, all right, we're, we're still on the love for coffee, need for coffee. We're going through the whole thing. You learn about the roasting and the craft, whatever. At some point you decide you want to do this as a business, but am I correct? Neither of you have business backgrounds. I, I mean, no, <laughs> I had none at the time. Yeah. I, I met my wife in a business class that I never finished, but that's okay. <laughs> so how did you go about, did you start with, 
selling to friends and family? Did you, how'd you progress from, hey, I'm roasting some great coffee in my kitchen to a business? It started out with just doing like tastings, but, but we did a couple of tastings uh, just like with friends and family and then launched the fire department coffee website. And that was when we launched in 2016. And that's where it, it kind of just, I, I tell everybody, I couldn't have planned it if I wanted to. It's been the right people at the right time. We've been blessed with multiple opportunities. Um, it's, it's kind of just taken on a, I don't know what you would call it, but it's really just taken on its own momentum and yeah. force that's, that's been building as we build this amazing team that wouldn't be possible to, to build what we've built so far without our team. So it's just been incredible. So let's, we'll mention it now. We'll mention it a little later, but what's the, uh, the, what's the website address? It's a fire dept coffee.com. Or if you just Google fire department coffee, we'll be the first ones that are coming up. So, okay. Great. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So we're friends and family. We're doing tastings or whatever else. Uh, what was the idea or how did you come to this? Or was it in just like, uh, I'm planning on this to go to, either sell from the website or sell from stores. I mean, that's still a major transition to say, I'm going to sell to the public. I think, uh, you know, building the websites, you know, and, and what's, what's been incredible, like Luke said, we couldn't plan any of this if we tried because neither of us had any kind of business background. We don't have an understanding of how to build businesses or SEO or, or anything like that and, and what the appropriate steps are. Um, you know, a lot of this was just learning as we went kind of thing. So, you know, it starts off with the website, you know, we become an e-commerce business, which is, which was amazing. Um, and as that starts to grow, we see a greater demand for it. But then we find that we need to revamp the website. We need to make it a little bit more fluid. We need to maybe upgrade a little bit better, um, you know. And then as we're as we're fixing that, we actually gain some popularity, and then we outgrow our 800 square foot building. Uh, and that was an over, like he said, that was an overnight thing. That was three months. We're roasting. Holy crap! We got to get out of here like right now. We're going to implode, um, you know. And then we move to the next. Um, so it, it, it's it's it, every single step of the way. I've said from in the beginning has been a very delicate balance of going bankrupt and attempting to move forward. Like it's, it's always, you're either going to outgrow what you're doing <laughs> or not have enough money to, to outgrow what you're doing. So uh, it, it's, yes. it's, it's amazing. Yeah. And, and, and the hope is, is I, I I've actually had someone ask me, um, you know, we were talking about distribute retail distribution analysis and where mm-hmm. he was going to go with the team next and whatever. Mm-hmm. And He's coming back from a fundraise meeting and he sits down and he goes, he says, when does this stop? I go, the day you sell the company. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when, other than that, dude, this is your life, you know, because you're always going to be, if you're successful, you're always going to be needing capital. You're always going to be moving forward, you know, and, you know, that, and like, you know, it's like when you call, call the people, you know, who are mending or minding the, the mm-hmm. uh, website and you say, how's it going? They say, Oh, the good news is we got 2000 orders. The bad news is we got 2000 orders. Yeah. <laughs> now, now what do we do, right. Yeah. So, so yeah. how did you, in the beginning, and again, skip back kind of to the, maybe when you started adding team or whatever, but, but how did you handle like the fulfillment and, you know, you can manufacture in batches and coffee has a pretty good shelf life. So that's not a big mm-hmm. issue, but how did you handle all that? So everything is roasted to order. So uh, we would, roast and then um you know as a a founder you you're you're everything you know roasting 
uh, bagging the coffee, doing customer service, shipping it. And quickly, fortunately, we were able to build a team. Um, so we're, we're still a very small team, but now we have about 25 full-time employees. And so um, it's just, yeah, it, it started out in, in smaller batches. And then you realize, okay, uh, we need a bigger grinder or we need, mm-hmm. a, bigger, we need a, a more advanced bagging machine because the way we're doing it is not efficient enough. And then so you learn about process and you learn about scale and you learn about refining process and then building out as standard operating procedures and guidelines. And it's been a, it's like, it's like you're, you're chasing all these things that you got to do, but you don't even know what it is until you get into it a lot of times. So that's been, it's been that, um, that kind of a race and it's been fun. We're, we're having a lot of fun doing it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What about, what about sourcing? So let's talk about beans. What do you use? Where do they come from? All that good stuff. So we, we source our beans through a trader and uh, mostly our beans come from Central and South America, but we have some that come from Indonesia, Africa, India. Uh, so all the pretty much all of the uh, coffee growing regions we've sourced um, at, at one time uh, a coffee there, but most of our coffees come from Central and South America. And when Luke, you know, one of the things that because when the, when the business was established, we do want to have, you know, satisfy people's caffeine needs. We want people to come to us, you know, that buy our coffee that are just regular blue collar workers like we are. But on the same side, we do have, you know, Luke and I are both, we love craft coffees. We love trying different types of coffees. We love, you know, going the, the, on both sides of the scale for acidity, uh, so on and so forth. And I, and that was something that, that Luke and I really wanted to focus on was being able to say like, Hey, anyone can drink this coffee, but we also want to have some specialty coffees for, you know, the guys and girls out there that want to try different types of coffees. You know, they've never experienced that. So we have our coffee, the month club uh, just for that. So they can each month get a different type of coffee, see which ones they like the, the most. And on the other side, we also have a spirit infused coffee, the month club to do that same for people with different types of palates. Ah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. that works out. Oh, so let me ask you this on, on behalf of your fellow entrepreneurs out there. Did you guys have a business plan? Do you have a business plan? How do you handle that? Uh, when you say business plan, <laughs> well, you know, a little something, <laughs> you know, I, um, it can be a mind map. Uh, yeah. Can, uh, no. uh, mind map, I think it would be the best description of most 40, of it, yeah. 40 pages of, you know, <laughs> the coffee market in 2022 <laughs> is expected to be whatever, but no, I, like I to, think it, good. I was going to say, I like to describe it as drinking from the hose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I like, yeah yeah exactly okay and i think that's the way that most businesses start unless you have a, a, a you know you were raised in a business style environment i don't care if you went to college for this you still are flying by the seat of your pants when your first business um you know but what's been great was that you know luke is the research guy when he like he finds the best absolute price. You know, at one point in time, we were uh, buying our single serve cups and uh, we were talking to someone that was, you know, 30 times larger than we are. And we were getting better prices for our K cups than they were because <laughs> Luke, he does the research. He, he looks into this stuff. And, you know, when we found that we needed to create a business plan, a good business plan, especially when we, you know, create a board, uh, we did it immediately and, and we did it right. Okay. Got it. So um, other question is in, um, you know, in or near um, Rockford, whatever art, do you guys supply to coffee houses? 
and vendor, you have a food service aspect to the business? Yeah, we, we do, do have. Sorry, go, go ahead, ahead, Jason. No, 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 Luke, you go. You go. <laughs> Luke, you go. Uh, so, so we do, a, we do have a few, uh, but so our, our core of what we do is e-commerce. Direct right. to consumer is the core of what we do. Uh, outside of that, we're looking for strategic partnerships that we can grow our, our reach, our brand, or our distribution. Uh, but uh, the next the next point of scale for us is retail. So retail has been uh, the next avenue of sales we've been focused on. And then eventually we'll probably start to build cafes. But that's that's our model right now is let's focus on our core. Let's make sure we do really Let's, let's make sure we are really good at what we do. And then as we start to get into retail, let's work with strategic retailers uh, that, that we can make sure we do a really good job at serving them. Yeah, I think that's, and I think that's something that we have tried to do from day one was instead of going, you know, one model to the next model to the next model, half finishing something that having to come back circle and try to finish that while catching up with the other. We want to perfect each each section that we're in so we can move on to the next one and understand that that one might be, or at least as close to self-sufficient as possible. Yeah. And, and important because it, it you've proven the validity of your product. So that is, you know, it's always a question when somebody is going to a distributor or retail or whatever, it's like, is this thing really going to sell? Well, you are, you can already answer that. Yes. Um, and if you have your, you know, your, your data, you can, not, mm-hmm. you can go into, let's just say, I'll pick Wegmans, but you, but you can walk into a Wegmans and say, you know what, we have X number of customers in the same zip code as your stores. Yes. You want them getting it shipped to their house or would you like them to buy it while they're in the store? Exactly. Yeah, very, very. And that's awesome. That you get that, get that down. Um, it you. also allows you to, um, I think scale a little more rationally than, you know, going to, let's just say you went to a Kroger and Kroger says, Oh my God, we love this stuff. Got to have it. Mm. And then yeah. the buyer puts the order in front of you and you go, I, I, I couldn't produce that in four months time. Are you kidding? <laughs> you know, it's, that, it's that kind of, you know, and that's unfortunate. The industry is a, it's a, it's a funnel, but mm-hmm. you go, you're going up the funnel. So you're yeah. going from 20 stores locally to 200 stores, to 2000 mm-hmm. stores. And it just happens yeah. that, that, that quickly. So it's, so it's really good. one thing I love to say is that for, for all the entrepreneurs out there, if they're, if they have a business or are thinking about starting a business, the, the really cool thing about e-commerce is cash flow. You get paid right away. Uh, whereas yeah. retail, you know, you, you, a lot of times you got to yeah. wait 30 or more days. And then the other thing is when, when you make decisions, you can, you make a decision, you can learn from them very fast because you're going to find out rather than putting something on a retail shelf and finding out it's not going to sell well in e-commerce, you could put it up on the website right. and see if it, if your customers respond well to it. So you, you gather information very fast, which helps you make better decisions in the future. Right. You yep. can find out very quickly that that chicory blend that you thought was so cool and yeah and there was it, I mean, I, i've talked to some people that are, are very um you know uh, very e-commerce focused although they may still be in retail and that's part of what they still rely upon e-commerce for is for product testing and for you know even uh, one guy who does a um a, an oats product you know he did packaging testing on his website with his customers yeah which, which do you guys like Oh, I can't yeah. tell the difference between that flavor and that. Oh, good. Boom. That one's gone. 
Let's yeah. You know, right. Let, we, I don't need to, it doesn't matter what I think it matters what, you know, the customer thinks, whoever. So yeah. um, on, on the, on the fulfillment end. Okay. So and I still don't understand how you guys are holding down full-time jobs, but okay. So <laughs> um, more than full-time jobs, as some of us would say, um, how did you set up to do, so you, the roasting, you have to move from your 800 square foot or whatever. Mm-hmm. Fulfillment becomes a large part of this. I mean, yep. just, you know, that, that is the, the other coin, the other side of the coin for e-commerce is it's also much harder to fulfill because, right, I, I, yeah. retail, I put it in a distributor's truck. Goodbye. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So how'd you guys do that? How'd you build that out? I, th- I think it was a slow process with anything else. You know, like, like Luke said, originally we were in that 800 square foot area where we're doing all the roasting and everything and fulfilling ourselves and learning boxes and like which box makes most sense, how much can we fit in each box? Cause you know, when you start talking about 20,000 orders a day, two cents per order is a really big deal. So uh, we learned how to yeah, do yeah. that. And then um, once we actually moved into our 3000 square foot building, that is now our sole roasting facility. But when we moved in there, we, uh, Luke and I, I remember Luke and I sitting in there after it was completely done. We're like, we'll be in here for the next three years. Within six months, we had outgrown it. Um, So it was, now we're in a mad dash. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, it's a great problem to have. Absolutely. So, but we, we, we learned that the, when it comes to the fulfillment, it's the speed on which we're able to fulfill each order and keeping up with that and doing it as efficiently and with the least amount of um, uh, errors as, as possible, which most people would say. So um, that, then once we were able to move into now our fulfillment center, now we have complete shipping and receiving facility. Yeah, it, it's really tough because Amazon has spoiled everybody. Yeah. So the consumer now doesn't accept that it's mm. going to be, you know, if, if I have to wait eight days for my package, oh my God, you know, yeah. are you kidding? <laughs> um, yeah. And that's the problem is Amazon destroys that for, I mean, Amazon, look, <laughs> Amazon is incredible, like amazing for them, seriously. Oh, but yeah. they have, they have destroyed that because then people are like, no, I'm going to just order it off of Amazon. Well, Amazon likes their chunk. And uh, you know, that's, oh. that's uh, something we ran into. So. Everybody likes their chunk. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, you know, yep. whether it's a distributor or brokers or whatever, but it's everybody, everybody along the line. But yeah, it, it has sent a paradigm. Um, l- let me ask you guys on that note, sort of and on a little bit still on fulfillment. Um, what did the pandemic do to your business and how did you deal with it? We were we were very blessed with uh, the pandemic only because we are a primary uh, direct consumer, you know, e-commerce company. So uh, for us. Uh, we were able to fulfill the needs of of what people wanted. You know, they're online, they're, they're, they need coffee, they're stuck at home, they can't go to the store. So where are they going to go? They're going to look, you know, for their online store. So uh, we were very blessed during that, which I think most e-commerce companies were, um, that that we did, we were able to keep the doors open. We we uh, had a little uptick in sales at the time. Um, and, and it's been, uh, we were very, very lucky. Yeah. And, and how has it, Come since I'm, I'm going to call this mid pandemic because that's the only thing you can say. <laughs> Not over no yet. No one actually knows. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Is, is, is so have you held on to some of the, the rise that you got? Which is, yes. Yes. Yeah. So this year alone, uh, we're, we're already, we've already done more than the sales we did last year. And we're, we're not into the fourth quarter yet, which is typically historically we'll do half our sales uh, in the fourth quarter. So we've, we've just, but that's been year over year for us. We've seen that kind of growth. It's usually more than double growth year over year for us. Yep. And, and we've wow. just, 
But I'll say, you know, one of the big things that I, I'm proud of uh, our team for was we didn't just take those sales from last year and go, yeah, that, like, let's go, like, pay everybody some extra money. We took that money and we realized, okay, we got some extra flow from last year. Let's improve the system. So we, re- we revamped our, our website. Uh, we made it smoother and faster. We realized that if a person has to wait four seconds for a website to load, they're probably going to leave. But if they have to wait one second for it to load, then they're going to stay. So, um, you know, we revamped our systems. We bought, we upgraded our systems. We got new packaging systems. Like we, we reinvested back into the company to make sure that we retain the customers. And then we've done nothing but research upon research upon research to find out how we can keep retaining those customers. Yeah, it's it, that smoothness is really important. I mean, one of the, you know, one of the courses that we do, we have a, a chart with it. It's a 20% drop per click. So it doesn't mm-hmm. mean in five clicks, everybody's gone. What it means is of the remainder, you lose yeah. 20%, you lose another 20%. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it can very quickly, quickly diminish. So that shopper, shopper experience, uh, it, absolutely, yeah. absolutely critical. So that's, you know, it's good that you guys, you know, got that. Got that nailed Absolutely. down. So, all right. So my next question was actually going on the, you may have already answered it, but we'll nuance it a little <laughs> bit, which is, so Q4, um, obviously coffee is seasonal to a certain extent, right? Any of this stuff. Okay. So um, how, how does that look for you guys? And is it as, it is as up and down as it is for the category or is that smoothed out a little bit because you got subscriptions? How are you handling that? Subscriptions have actually been something that we've realized that we that we were very glad we invested in at a young age of the company, uh, because constant uh, flow of of income per month, you know, people returning that kind of thing, and now we have uh, ideas for the future to be able to understand how to, to capitalize on those even further. Um, but Q four in general is going to be our biggest time. Why gifts? You know, uh, especially yeah. for firefighters and stuff. Wives buying for firefighters, vice versa. Um, you know, one of the funniest things I hear from people is firefighters come up to me and they're like, I don't drink coffee, but my wife loves your stuff. So, you know, happy wife, you don't get the knife. So, you know, they buy our coffee for them. So, um, you know, yeah, Q4 essentially is one of the big things. We understand November is actually our biggest month. Most would think December, but November tends to be our highest month. So, um, yeah, that that's what we're looking forward to right now. So did you guys, did you guys like send out free packages of coffee to all the different firehouses just to get it started? Or did you guys say, we first, considered first it. One's free. <laughs> yeah. We, considered we, we it. have done, we have done some of that, but uh, yes. our, our, uh, our coffee is for everybody. Actually, a lot of our customers are not firefighters. Um, oh, sure. Our, yeah. our brand uh, we feel is, is one that uh, we, you know, we make great coffee and we want people to uh, feel good about the fact that, it gives back as well. And so um, we have customers from all walks of life. Yeah. We say our coffee's for every hardworking man and woman across the world. That's, that's what we're here for. There you go. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's great. So mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of the crystal ball, uh, kind of what's, what's coming up next. I mean, there's you know a number of things in the coffee business you can do. What are you guys looking at? Uh- Oh yeah, we uh, uh like uh, Luke said earlier, we're aggressively moving into the retail space. We're very excited about that. It's something that we haven't uh, we hadn't explored until this year, so we're moving into that pretty heavily. Um, and uh, we also like he's uh, some uh, ready to drink. We are developing, which we're again excited about. That's a whole different market, but uh, the flavors that we've created and it's a whole different type of flavor that no one's ever had before. Um, and then on, on top of that, uh, eventually, I couldn't tell you when. 
friend, but cafes uh, <laughs> one day. So. I, I like it. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking firehouse subs in the back of my mind, so, <laughs> but, yeah. but, uh, but with really good coffee and really good coffee. Mm-hmm. And yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, it, it's one of those things from um, I, I've been lucky enough to work in both big coffee and big tea. So Tetley and Nestle. Nice. And there was a compelling in both places, a compelling idea that we need to put out something in the summertime that mm-hmm. is going to balance off. And tea was a lot easier. So Tetley was yeah. able to do tea stuff, RTD, a lot easier than Nestle ended up trying to do ready to drink coffee in cans, which now mm-hmm. has come back. But at the time, it was very popular in Europe and they couldn't understand why it didn't work in America. Yeah. Just, I, I don't know why either. It wasn't involved in that, but there was this idea that I'm not drinking coffee out of a damn can. <laughs> not going to do it. And it's going to taste funny, right? You know, well, you're drinking Coke out of a can every day. What's the problem, right? You know, there was this idea of let's try to, let's try to get that curve and have something that sells really good here versus, yeah. versus here and whatever. Yeah. So that's good. But good to hear you guys are pursuing that. That's going to be, that's going to be Thank a, you. a lot of fun. No problem. Thank you. Um, from your, you were talking about, okay. So you're talking about the, um, in terms of coffee for every hardworking man and woman or whatever, but you guys have a target market that you, you know, that you really aim at and is mm-hmm. that target market different than the one you thought it was? You know, I think when we first developed, right, because Luke and I are firefighters, we we say we are going to target firefighters. Like that's who we target. And we still do because we are firefighters and we know that firefighters just want good coffee, man. When we wake up, I mean, there's just something about our like we got to have good coffee. Otherwise, we don't want it kind of thing. Um, but what we quickly realized was that firefighters support us because we are firefighters brotherhood you know that and sisterhood and everything um but what we quickly realized was that it's not just the firefighters we had to focus on it's those that support firefighters uh so we found that the people that supported first responders supported our business as well and you know the give back portion of it that was not developed to make sales that was developed because I don't like charities. Uh, Luke and I don't like charities. And the reason we don't like charities is because most of the time when you look at these charities and it's, you know, it is what it is. People have to make a living, but you don't need a hundred dollars and $10 is actually going towards the cause Gets itself. The, or the, yeah. It, the cast, yeah. yeah. So, so we, we said we got to develop something. So we made the fire department coffee charitable foundation. Um, and we, we, you know, none of us are taking any money from that or anything like that. And we were able to support it directly from the business. So um, people do appreciate that. We appreciate them supporting us for that and we've been able to impact some people's lives and it's just been it's been very very satisfying emotionally uh to be able to help uh brothers and sisters that need that, that need the help absolutely that's that's great and yeah it, although it is another reason to buy or to feel better about mm. buying uh but i yeah. thought it was a great idea when i was first looking at the information on you guys and thank said, you you know wow this is just an awesome thing to uh, awesome thing to do um thank you. you're both still firefighters mm-hmm. when does that change well, actually, Luke recently uh, had to take uh, a little bit of leave of absence from work uh, because, you know, it was getting a little crazy for him. Um, you know, he is the CEO. He's the founder of this business. He's got to make sure it's running right at all times. So he took a little he took a little leave of absence. He's only been off for a couple of months now. So, um, he's, you know, Luke, it's, it's, Luke uh, you can't you can't pack bags in the at the firehouse. <laughs> Not, uh, my, my department has been very understanding. And, and yeah. fortunately, they were they said, hey, uh, we, we understand the situation. You, we're going to allow you until uh, next year, 2022, 
to make a decision. And so, yeah, I, I, I'm on a leave of absence to focus solely on the business right now. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and I, will, I came at a good leave. time. Yes. Right. Yeah. Third quarter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I won't leave. I will, uh, I'll retire out as a firefighter. I got seven years left. Um, I think, and it's, it's for nothing less than, um, you know, I, I believe with the, my videos of fire department chronicles, the, the legitimacy comes behind the fact that I am still a firefighter. Sure. Um, you know, and, and thankfully, um, I'm able to do exchanges and, and, you know, the schedule is flexible enough that I can, that I can get it done. So. That's great. Well, that's a, a true a passion for the passion for the craft, as it were. Yeah, right? absolutely. Um, yeah. So uh, the, the other thing is, if um, you have the team and it's a fairly sizable team or whatever, but, yes. uh, you know, are a lot of them also, they were firefighters, our firefighters are, again, balancing both things like you guys did? Our chief operating officer is uh, a current firefighter right now, and uh, we are retired. Our uh, head roaster is a retired firefighter. Uh, we have multiple firefighters that are current that come work like uh, part time. They help us do shipping and receiving and roasting and everything <laughs> else. So, yeah, we you know it, it, we we want to be you know we're not just employing firefighters, but if guys want to come in and work, uh, we, we will put them to work. We'll pay them what they should get paid and uh, and have a good yeah, time. Fun. Yeah. All right. So, folks, don't forget it's firedepartmentcoffee.com and that's D E P T for department. Yes. Right. Okay. Yep. So they can find that and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and coming soon to a cafe or whatever. You, <laughs> Hopefully. Really yeah. So, so one of the things, guys, we, uh, we do is uh, we try to elicit a little bit of wisdom and advice. And you guys have a pretty unique background. Um, so, I'll let you also both have your own. Um, we call it words to grow by, and it's a segment where we try to nail down to, it can be one word, it can be a phrase, it can be a topic, um, mm-hmm. that you, from your journey, want to pass along to fellow entrepreneurs. And I don't care who goes first. I would say, uh, I would say my biggest phrase that I, that I tell myself is stay humble. Uh, every day I wake up, I, I, pretends like I hadn't got the success that I've gotten to this point. I pretend like I'm starting from day one again, uh, because I believe every day, if I stay humble, um, I won't get a big head. We'll do it. I mean, my head's already big enough physically, but, um, <laughs> I will, <laughs> I will be open to the lessons that I need to learn to continue growing. There you go. No, that's awesome. That's great advice. And Luke, how about you? I'd say teamwork, uh, being, yeah. uh, from military background and the fire service, if you are not working as a team, everything right. falls apart. Right. So you're only as strong as your team. So I, I, I would say build into your team, be a part of the team. You know, yeah. if you want to lead a team, you need to learn how to follow. And yeah. I, I just, from one of my mentors and advisors recently uh, came into our company and, uh, and did a leadership training. And he said, the only requirement to be a leader is to be a follower. Mm. Like, wow. No, okay. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. That's good. We have to, we have to hire him. <laughs> I got, I got some people I know that could use that. Advice. <laughs> a lot of fun. Uh, be, be, before we go though. Uh, so tell us, have you guys watched any of the fire department shows, the mm. melodrama and, and what do you, or do you avoid it like the plague? 
you know, I, <laughs> I mean, Luke knows the answer to this. I green screen myself into most of them just to uh, make them a little more realistic, which has been my most fun thing lately. But I'd say our favorite show for firefighters uh, in general is going to be Tacoma FD. They are amazing. Steve Lemmy is the one that's okay. uh, running that right now with him and his boys from um, the same guys that did, uh, uh, God, what is that? Super Troopers. Um, okay, incredible yeah. show. Good comedy. Like shows the fun sides of, of firefighting in EMS. And it's definitely something I would recommend. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Luke, you, <laughs> any, any different? You like Tacoma M- uh, FD or are you? hundred percent. I, I got it. I couldn't agree with Jason more. Tacoma <laughs> FD all the way. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Well, Hey, I want to thank you guys for taking the time to be with us today. You know, you're busy. I know coordinating, getting you guys together, not not an easy thing, and especially with a, a growing business. And it sounds like thank a you, sir. So so thanks for taking the time to be with us. Really appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Okay. And I want to thank everybody else out in the audience as well for joining us on the Next Level Brands podcast, part of the Next Level Brands CPG community. If you have a growing firm in food, beverage, health, and wellness, you should be part of the Next Level Brands community. Education, resources, workshops, founder coaching, and networking. More information available at nextlevelbrands.com. That's next with two X's, nextlevelbrands.com, what you need to know to grow. This is Steve Clear, and we'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening to the Next Level Brands podcast with G. Stephen Clear. Learn more at next with two X's, levelbrands.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for the Next Level Brands email list or subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode.